All right, welcome to another episode of Homestead Shop Talk Podcast with Ben from Holler Homestead, Al from Lumina Acres, and myself, Jason from Sow the Land. This is episode... Help me out. 29? <laughs> 29 to 30. Yeah. We're up there. I think it's 29. I think it's 29. Uh, yeah. It's yeah, episode so, 29. Uh, 29. Awesome. We're almost at 30, which is amazing. Um, so I have a question for you guys. Do you guys ever have like weird, like, f- like homestead farming related dreams? Like, I don't know, some weird, like animals talking to you, pigs are getting out dream. <laughs> Actually, you guys ever I, I, I do. I have, I have had a recurring dream since we've lived here that I'm digging <laughs> in the swamp and I find giant bones. Straight up. Like, I've had this dream multiple, multiple <laughs> times to the point where, like, I want to go get the tractor next time the swamp's dried up and I'm going to start excavating just to see. Like, I've had this dream probably five times now. Crazy dream. Like, I, it's like, what wow. the heck? I'll wake up and I, it's one of those dreams I can remember. And it's like, okay. Yeah, I. that's a weird dream. But, yeah, that's about that's about as related to homesteading as I, I dream. Yeah, maybe you should. Maybe some, you know someone's trying to tell you something. Right. <laughs> yeah, the only bones I'll find are bones of an old car or a couch or something that's buried out there. Pig. <laughs> <laughs> How about you, Al? No crazy dreams? Not that I remember. Sorry, they can't be too. They couldn't have been too crazy, right? Yeah. So I had. So I have some. Sometimes I have some crazy dreams. It seems like <laughs> I have crazy dreams when like I got a lot of stuff going on. I don't know if that's just me being stressed out. Um, but the other day, I had this funny dream, man. I woke up, and I, for whatever reason, I still remember it. Because so, sometimes, you know, you dream something, and you're like, ah, I totally forgot what I dreamt about, but it was funny, you know. Uh, but this time, I remember it. it was, so I was walking out to go feed my pigs, and my two breeder pigs, Zeke and Ovira, they got out of the, the netting, right? This is, this is my dream. Uh, they go underneath the netting and they get out and as soon as they get out they run towards me and they're running around me and I'm like oh geez like I have to get these pigs back and so um, I'm like trying to wrangle them in like okay let's get back let's get back and then um, instead of going back underneath the netting they jump over the netting right (laughs) these big pigs jumping over the netting and they jump over the netting into their pen they're running around and then they jump back out and I'm like Oh geez, what am I gonna do? And then, and in my dream, I'm thinking like, oh, I'm gonna have to kill him, you know? Like, <laughs> <laughs> and so then I look over, right? Yeah, then I look over, and they're in our neighbor's pool. They're swimming around in a neighbor's pool. Like, I don't have neighbors currently in my neighbors. Well, I may mean, have neighbors, but they don't have a pool. So in my dream, my neighbor has a pool, and they're swimming around. And they're trying to get back out of the pool, but they can't because the water's kind of low and they can't just like hop over the, the pool. <laughs> and so here I look over and Elvira, she's has her two hooves sticking up in the air and she's bobbing down like she's floating, like a, like a buoy, <laughs> like a bobber. <laughs> and I'm like, what the heck is going on? And so I jump in the pool, I bear hug her and I like, I'm like, all right. And I'm tr- going to try to, take her out of the pool right so then i kind of like bounce her up and down in the water and i throw her up out of the water over the over the pool onto the onto land i did the same thing with zeke and then that, that was my dream that was a crazy <laughs> dream 
Sounds like you need to make like a children's book. A what? You should like write it into like a children's book. Get like a good little story behind it. I don't know what that was about. I woke up and I was like, what the heck was that? <laughs> like, and it seemed so real at the time, you know? Yep. Those are the worst ones when you like wake up and you're like in a bad mood or something still being like, no, that was just a dream. I don't need to be in a bad mood today. Yeah. That too, when it seems so real. Yep. And you're like, whoa. Like, I'm even like sweating. <laughs> yeah, I have those dreams. That's a crazy dream. Did you get up like right away and go check on the pigs? Yeah. And now every time I look at them, I'm like, they're going to jump you, in the pool. Can you guys jump the net flat footed? Like, <laughs> you have to get chicken netting for your pigs now. It was so bizarre. I know, it was so funny. I told that to the girls, and they are just laughing. Oh, man. So, Ben, I just want to say, we want to say congratulations, man. Yeah, new, congratulations. The new one. Well, thank you, guys. Thank you. Yeah, cat's out of the bag now, so uh, I guess I can I can finally talk <laughs> about it. Uh, it was one of those, I ha- like, we had a hard time uh, hiding it on the vlog and stuff like that. It was like, we better tell family, so we told told like my parents at Christmas and stuff like that. It's like, okay, now we can, we can let it slip on the internet. So yeah. Thank you. What'd you guys get into this week? Anything special? I think I talked about it a little bit on the last video. Uh, we, uh, started processing our cow. We're finally done. Finished on Thursday. I think is when we were done with it. We're done. It's all, it's all taken care of. There's like, you know, the last, the last how, few things like dealing with the how long, fat, how long did the it, fat. How many days? Oh gosh, five days, something like that. Um, probably could have been faster, but I had fun. Like I worked on some value added stuff. Like we made jerky and like, it was fun. Like I got to experiment. I got to, you know, cut one way. I did half the cow this way and half the cow the other way. Um, I, it was just cool. Like, I don't know. As I've I've learned this whole butchering thing, uh, it's kind of cool to not have a time limit or you're not doing it in front of people, so you can just like, I guess, explore. Just be, you know, like the whole back quarter. I just followed muscle groups. You make roasts out of the you know the top round and the eye of round and stuff like that. Make jerky out of that stuff, and going through it with a book open and it's like okay this is this muscle and this is this muscle this is where the tri-tip is and stuff like that so like i really had fun it was like kind of like i've been in school for a week like it was really fun uh but yeah it's all done five days yeah exactly anatomy class so we uh got it it all fit in the freezer uh the only thing we don't have in the freezer is the bones uh and meg is currently like rushing to get all the stock she can make with all those bones because those bones are still in your cool trailer jason uh and i gotta clean that out so we can kill two more pigs this weekend so yeah it's just like whoo we're in the home stretch though just this weekend we got two more pigs and that's it and that's it for the till winter uh, it'll be interesting. Like all of our freezers, yeah. We uh, we went. We call it shopping when we have to go down to one of the uh, the freezers, and uh, you know, grab a roast or something, grab pork chops or whatever. We've got our pork freezer, our chicken freezer, and our beef freezer, and 
we went shopping last night and pulled out some i think we pulled out a pork butt and i got to see the the freezer down there and it's like yeah i don't know where we're putting two more pigs but we'll see i think between all of our freezers we can we could probably make it fit but it's gonna be close we might be curing a lot of meat you got another sold out uh class yeah this one's sold out um actually we're uh kind of overbooked um there's a couple people that are coming extra that wanted to come last year to our hand hewn class and couldn't and so you know we just told them it's like hey come whenever you can come so they're gonna they're coming i think they're coming all the way from washington cool. so yeah we we're gonna have a full full class it's a lot of people so i'm looking forward to it i'm looking forward to it both because it's fun like i enjoy teaching these classes uh and i'm very excited that this is it it's like oh yes done i can get on to other things <laughs> right so what book were you using was there one book, two books that you were looking at when you were cutting for references or? Yeah, I, we, uh, I've talked about, it. I talked about it on the vlog, but there's this, uh, book it's called Meg. What's our, our book over there. It's Dan. What's the guy's name? The meat book. Is it Adam, Adam Danforth? Yeah. Adam Danforth. That's right. Yeah. It's Adam Danforth, uh, beef butchering. The book's called just butchering. I think, um, yeah. there's two of them pork chicken rabbit lamb and then there's a entire book dedicated to beef and i mean these books have been so useful for me um great pictures it's like step-by-step -step instructions you know you cut here follow this do this um and then in the beef book because there's so many different ways to cut a beef you know it if you cut for t-bone steaks you're not going to get your tenderloin you know, by itself, you're not going to have filet mignon. So, you know, it covers all of that stuff. Um, so I, uh, I just sat there with the book open, the poor books all greasy now, but sat there with the book open and, and stared at it and scratched my head a whole bunch. And, but I got it, I got it done. Um, very, very useful book. Uh, it's really cool. The pictures are great. The information's great. Uh, I wish I had had that book, uh, like, you know, four years ago would have really helped me out when I was first learning this stuff. But yeah, yeah, it's pretty cool. Pretty fun. I've, I've had a blast this past week. Did you get a weight on all the meats after? Or are you just like, nope, I'm done. <laughs> uh, so that's actually in a, uh, tomorrow's video, but I can talk about it cause, uh, this video, this podcast will come out after that one. Uh, we wound up with 639 pounds of meat. That was what we put in the freezer. Um, we wow. are like, we are using everything. Like I even saved the hide. I had to go deal with the hide today as the, the hide was drying. It actually broke the frame that I had it tied up in. And, uh, I had, we had to go untie wow. it and restretch it. And yeah, it was, it was a job this morning, but, uh, yeah, as far as meat goes, 649 pounds. I think the last cow we bought was a Angus bull, and he was the same age. He was two years old. That Angus bull was almost, it was like 1,800 pounds or something like that. And what I brought home from the butcher was 760 pounds of 
beef. So, like, we got pretty close to that. Um, the live weight was yeah. 1,300 pounds. So, we lost right around 50%. Um, you know, that's your OFOL and blood and skin and all that stuff. Um, but, yeah, 50% loss on a 1,300-pound steer, and we walked away with 600, 640 pounds of good, delicious, tasty beef. You did grinding, too? Oh, yeah. I think we ground 100 pounds of grind, over 100 pounds. Um, we did a portion that was uh, liver grind. You know, it's your fault. We we were over there. I think that was 4th of July. You fed us burgers. <laughs> uh, you. Yeah. You ground all your your ground beef with uh, your liver. What'd you add? The heart too? I think we did. Yeah, liver and heart. So like those were some of the best burgers we had had in a long time. And it was like, okay, when we're grinding our beef, we're gonna make some some just four hamburgers, liver grind. And so we ground up the liver and yeah. put it in some some of the grind, ground up the heart, put that in there. And so we had burgers on Friday or Saturday night. Oh man. Best burgers I have ever nice. had. They were so good. Yeah. Everything we've eaten from this cow, I, I would say since I started cutting last Saturday, we've eaten beef every single day for at least two meals. I mean, at that rate, Heck we're going to yeah. eat through a cow pretty quick, but that's all right. I mean, <laughs> actually, tonight we had chickens, yeah. and it was it was a welcome welcome change because we've had so much beef over the past week. But, yeah, it's uh, it's been pretty cool. Every time I see my calf now, I'm just drooling. After talking with you, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I sent you some year. of those those pictures of the uh, the T bones and the the New York strips. Be like, hey man, like this is what you got to look forward to in another year. Another year. This time next year, maybe a little earlier. We'll be putting ours in the freezer for sure. Yeah. Something I'm really glad for is not having to feed hay anymore uh, over the winter. Like I see why a lot of people, yeah. you always process your cow headed into winter so you don't have to feed them hay all winter. It's uh, highly convenient not having to get out there every couple of days and drop a bale. Yep, one less thing to do. So that's pretty much it for me. Not real exciting. I mean, it was exciting, but uh, I stayed pretty much where I'm sitting right now for five days. <laughs> so how about you guys? You guys do anything interesting? We've been working on the barn doing we built a custom like slide and pocket door gate i don't know if i talked about that last week or not but <clears throat> we got that all done we built a built-in kind of like milking stanchion in one of the walls so we're not taking up like a complete room for milking because we just milk in the morning and then we'll either let the cow outside or i don't we don't plan on keeping the cow in the barn so we don't want to take up a whole bunch of room with a milking stanchion so i was like okay how can we figure this stuff so we're we can utilize the space we have without taking up more room. <clears throat> so kind of been working on that stuff, getting everything finished. It's been cold and windy. So working with, we're doing everything with metal siding on the inside too. So it's been cold and our hands get cold. So it's going a little bit slower than we'd like, but we're having fun, taking our time, enjoying it. We got hit with a pretty good snowstorm right before the weekend. We've got seven inches of light fluffy stuff. So luckily it was fluffy. So not a huge, uh, terrible like mess to deal with. Um, but we got another storm coming in, I think, tomorrow night. Starts off as snow. We're supposed to get four inches of snow and then like a half inch of rain. So that's probably going to be a mess. 
it's winter. Like a, We've had it pretty pretty mild so far. That, that's that storm that's working its way on up right now. Uh, it's supposed to nail us tonight. It's moving pretty quick. Yeah, so okay. yeah, brace yourself. They're saying we're supposed to get like, this storm is bringing over an inch an hour of rain. And it's supposed to rain all night tonight, wow. starting at like, I don't know, 11, all the way until like 5 o'clock tomorrow afternoon. Just sounds like, you know, I'm checking my phone and it's like, oh yeah, uh, excessive rainfall warning, flood warning, like all that, all that stuff. It's like, okay, well, glad we live at the top of a hill. How's your creek? Because that was flowing pretty good after the last storm. Well, the culvert, I guess, exit in your property. It's uh, it slowed down after that last rain. Um, uh, it was kind of fun this morning. You know, there's there's the the low spot where it flows from the, where the swamp is, and it kind of crosses. It's you know we call it the bottoms. It's the bottom of the property. Um, if we have a particularly wet year, we have a creek that flows down there in the bottoms. But most of the time during the summer, it dries up. Um, well, I drove down there this morning and it was frozen solid. And so I'm driving down there on the golf cart to go feed the pigs. And I kind of avoided a big frozen puddle. I was like, I wonder what that'd do if I hit it on the way back. I made it about halfway across before it finally broke. I was like, man, that was kind of fun. I feel like I'm like one of those, uh, those drift cars drifting around corners. Right. That poor golf cart. If that golf cart survives a year, it'll be a miracle. So I've been working on my high tunnel this week i put on the ridge pole and i'm just about done i feel it i'm feeling it i'm feeling the end coming near and um <laughs> i gotta put up some uh the channel locks around the around the front um poles but after that i'm that'd be it it's ready for plastic i think i might wait wait on the plastic though until it gets till it warms up a little bit more i don't know when that's going to be it might be I don't know. It might be a few weeks, maybe more. Um, yeah, you guys never know. Yeah, who knows? We might get a random seventy degrees. <laughs> Wait. So, but but yeah, it's getting there. I'm almost done with it, which I'm excited about. So, I'm actually I'm I'm kind of over it already. I'm kind of like, <laughs> all right, let's move on. Like, yeah. <laughs> I want to. I really want to do this fencing and really concentrate on that. I I took out some poles. And started to figure out other fencing thing. You know, I'm putting in woven wire fence and, you know, that stuff is like a roll of, you know, 330 feet. You know, you're looking at, at tractor supply, it's $430. Oh. And so do you have a rural, rural king by you, Al? Nope, we don't. So there's a rural king kind of by us. And uh, it's kind of like a cross between a Walmart a Lowe's, <laughs> uh, Tractor Supply, everything, all those stores all in one. I love Rural King. Um, and so, I mean, their prices are really good. I noticed they had the same exact woven wire fence that they did at Tractor Supply at Rural King. But at Rural King, it was like $300 compared to $430. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Why is it such a big difference? And so I went down there and sure enough, they did not have it. Um, and so when I looked at it again on their website, they said they have, they can only deliver to me. 
they don't have it in store. So then when I look at how much delivery is, it's another $300 to have a delivery. <laughs> per roll or is it 300 bucks flat fee? A per roll. Per, oh, that's crazy. Well, I yeah, put in like two rolls you. and it was $300. Yeah. So I'm like, dang it. <laughs> right. It got me excited there for a minute. That's a bummer. And so I didn't get, I ended up getting some poles over there, which were a little bit cheaper than tractor supply, but so I don't know. I don't think there's any way around it. I'm going to have to just, it's cheaper just to go to tractor supply. <laughs> um, and now you got to do like a high wire fence because your pigs jump over the, <laughs> that's true that might come true that... <laughs> i foresee the future <laughs> jason uh, why are you building an eight foot tall fence you only have pigs and sheep and yeah. was over there have you seen my pigs jump you haven't seen my pigs jump yet <laughs> i've seen <laughs> so yeah so i don't think there's any way around it really but um you know i'm trying to find a way to make it cheaper, of course, but I just gonna have to just do it. So, you guys got local feed stores? I wonder if they'd be any cheaper or not. Or if they would have fencing or anything. I bet you not. No, um, I because I know what I've noticed. The farm stuff, like we don't have anybody else to compare pricing to. But if you go for like latches and just different like hardware, they're like double the price of Lowe's and Home Depot. Or the random hardware stuff. So if you can yeah. get it at Lowe's or Home Depot, you're better off. But right. I don't know why they're so expensive on some of those things. But... And then I will say their pricing on grain is crazy. We haven't bought grain there. I don't think we ever really did. But it was like, you'd go look at the organic grain. It's like, oh, that's comparable to what I'm paying at my local feed store. And it's like, oh, wait a minute. That's only a 40-pound bag. Where my local grain store is a 50 pound bag for the same price. Like, kind of, yep. or you think you're saving a buck or two, and it's like, no, you're not. But... I know. Yeah. So I just picked up uh, the 2,000 pounds of feed today. Actually, you I was just to... shoveling. I almost forgot we had a podcast. I was shoveling it <laughs> in barrels, and I was like, oh, wait, I got to, I got to stop. Um, Can you pick it up with your winch outside? Yeah, so not my electric winch. My electric winch only does uh, 800 pounds, but I have a um, a chain hoist that I use. Could you pick that. it up and get a 55-gallon drum under it? Like, do you have enough height? Um, I probably do. Because there's a contraption they make that you, like, poke through the bottom of those bags, and it's like a gate to let it... Yeah, I've don't know. i seen be... those. I don't know if that'd be easier just to kind of wheel over a 55-gallon drum and let it out and do the next one. Yeah, I've seen that before. It seems kind of shady to me, but <laughs> it's something that I have to get underneath. Uh, that, I guess that's why I, my, I ha why I haven't tried it yet. <laughs> uh, yep. I did try. I did. I did try though the uh, shop vac method. Oh. Did it work? And it didn't work for me unless I wasn't doing it right. Oh, that's a bummer. Uh, if anything, it made a giant mess. <laughs> I was covered in feed. <laughs> Do you record it at least? Do we, we get to see no, it? I didn't record it. I didn't record it. Man. I, was, I wanted to, I kind of wanted to try it first and I was like, I'm just going to, 
because I just wanted, I just grabbed it real quick. And I was like, I'm gonna see if this works. And and I was like, man, I'm just, I'm just throwing like, mm. like dust of feet in the air. I don't know. It, it didn't work for me. So I don't know. Like I shovel the feed and it takes me three minutes to fill up a 55 gallon barrel. Oh, that's not bad then. I mean, I mean it's you not. You can't really beat that. You know, that's quick. I mean, it's labor intensive, I guess, but. It's like shoveling snow. So that's like your work, your workout. Like I got to shovel snow. You can shovel grain, right? Yeah. It's not horrible. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the farm that I pick them from, there's a dealer, a farm close by that they're also, they're a dealer for the feed that I use. And I was talking about sheep cause they just got, they not just got, but they got some sheep this year. And um, I forget the name of the sheep, but it's a wool sheep and it's also a milking sheep. Have you guys had uh, sheep milk before? Nope. I have. have Actually, I take it? that back. I've, I've had goat's milk yeah. now that I think about it. Yeah. Goat's milk I've had. But I haven't. I haven't tried. I haven't tried it. I didn't have any there because they haven't started milking them yet. But now I'm curious. Um. So I don't know. I told them if they ever they're supposed to have uh, some sheep sheep babies soon. So I was like, I don't know. I, I might. I might get some. Right. I, I don't know about trying for milk, but at least just to have for meat. But we'll see. I don't know. I thought that was kind of interesting. I think I think it'd be fun to uh, first of all I think it'd be fun to milk one <laughs> and try it <laughs> and also if it's a wool sheep shaving it I think that'd be fun. But, was your a wool sheep or a hair sheep that you guys did for meat there Ben that you got from a friend? That was a uh, that was a hair sheep. Uh, I guess supposedly the hair sheep because they don't produce as much lanolin. Um, they taste a little yeah. bit less, you know, muttony because mutton does have a pretty distinct flavor to it. Um, but yeah, it, I, I want to say they were like a katahdin or something. I'm not sure. Don't quote me on that. I'll have to, I would have to ask, uh, my friend Mike, who I got him from, uh, what that breed of sheep was, but yeah, they were a hair sheep. We're going to be butchering believe this Friday, our sheep. It's a Katahdin Dorper mix. So I got a question for you. How did you let yours hang, Ben? And how long? The book says three to five days. I didn't know if you did that or not. No, we uh, processed them the next day. Um, we just stuck them in a cooler. Um, you know, where you're at the, and the time of year, like you got a lot colder weather we did it in i think june uh it was a particularly cool evening we were working towards the the cool of the evening um stuck them in a cooler i think we put ice in the cooler and then put them up on top of the ice um and by the next day like the carcasses were nice and cool and we just cut the next day um doesn't taste off or anything like that like it's really really good meat uh we've enjoyed it but yeah, we didn't we didn't hang, you know, if you really want to get particular. Yeah, we hung for 12 hours. Well, I was reading, the, reading up on it this morning on that Adam Danforth book. We have the one for the small game, like chicken and lamb and stuff. And it said three to five days for the lamb or two to maybe it was either two to three. Or, no, it was three to five. But then it said cover it because they can dry out. So I ended up ordering some game bags. I figured I'll put them in the game bags 
they say if you let it it could you know just dry it on the outside so if i think i'll try that i gotta get a thermometer to put inside of our cool room in the workshop so the workshop's not heated but it's insulated and i'm curious to see if the cool room stays like between like 40s and upper 30s that'd be perfect to stick it in there because then it wouldn't freeze because i was looking this weekend was supposed to be like in the 20s so i'm like if i hang it it's going to be frozen right away so that's really not going to accomplish anything either if it freezes right away yep so how do you plan on killing it? I think with my my pew pew, I don't I don't know. Did you, I can't I can't get around slitting the neck when it's alive. Like I know I'm gonna do that after to bleed it out, but I just I I don't know. I don't so think you should do it with the sheep, but if you set them up on their butt, <laughs> they just like freeze. Like it's kind of <laughs> kind of yep. weird the way it works, but uh, have a firm grip. Uh, because, you know, the sudden sudden movement of your arm will uh, set them off. So make sure you have a good grip on them. But, I mean, you could go the halal method yep. and, you know, you sneak up and grab the sheep and they never see it coming, that kind of system. Uh, I have a newfound respect for, you know, people who uh, end their animals, you know, like the halal way or stuff like that. Um trying to catch those sheep and them not seeing the knife in your hand like that's that's a whole different game sheep are a different animal when it comes to that kind of stuff they don't like you getting close to them for sure but it's kind of weird how it kind of is easy though right like they don't put up a fight yeah, yeah. like once you put them on their back or pick them up kind of. yeah so it's, you expect them to fight I mean that one time me and you did it Ben doing it for the first time you grab one and it's like Wait a minute, he's not fighting me. <laughs> yeah, once you get them up on their butt, they just like, they freeze. They're just like, okay, I'm stuck. I'm off my feet. Do you have any lamb left? Do you guys go through it all? I think we've got maybe a couple shoulders left. Uh, we've we've been savoring the lamb. Uh, I would say, like, aside from deer, we have, we have savored the lamb the most out of every meat we have. Like if it's a special occasion, we'll break out the lamb yeah. and you know do like you know French dip sandwiches or something like that. But man, yeah, watching the the lamb dwindle, it's like it was it, it was perfect timing. Like we got those cheap because it was like, well, we're gonna be out of everything by the time you know before we get to butcher season again. And so my friend Mike just happened to be getting rid of some sheep, and it was perfect timing. But yeah, now that we're almost out of lamb, it's like oh, I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to find some more lamb because this has been quite a treat having that in the freezer. Now, did you like the fancy lamb chops and stuff, or did you keep it pretty simple when you were cutting that one up? Heck no, we uh, two of these sheep we did were so <laughs> small, um, like I left I basically cut it into the primals and just bagged it up. Um, there was a couple of them. I think like I ended up cause we portioned for meals. We portioned the way we eat. Um, and so when you're staring at a, a leg of lamb, that's the size of a rabbit and not even a big rabbit. it's like, why don't we put two of these together and we'll wrap that up and that'll be a meal. So yeah, we, uh, the small ones I just cut into primals and we package those. So, you know, that's like three pieces cause you, you only have like three primals on a sheep, uh, front, 
back and you know your belly and loin section um yeah just paired that stuff up so every bag has like two legs in it and <laughs> we're good to go defrost that cook them both and now i will say the younger lambs they were really really tender um really good they're just small um but the one that that big sheep she was over a hundred pounds i want to say each side was like 60 70 pounds or something like that so she was she was a big big sheep um she was a little bit tougher because she was older but still like you cook anything low and slow it's delectable what was the ages do you know what they how old they were i think the two younger ones were like around a year something like that and then the older one was a little bit older um i know they weren't like super old if i was going to do sheep again I'd probably let them get a little bit bigger. Um, those two little ones, it's almost, it's almost kind of a waste doing them so small and then trying to piece them out. You know, you, your lamb chops are the size of a 50 cent piece. So it's almost worth it. Just letting them get full size. It seems like they're one of the harder animals to judge because they're like, you don't want them getting too old. Then they get more of the muttony taste and you want to, mm-hmm. but if you, you know, I think, what do they say between six and nine months? And it's like six and nine months. That's ours will be a little, probably like 10 months. And it's like, but anything over a year, they're like, that's then you're getting into the lamb muttony kind of stuff. So you just kind of got to find that happy medium. <clears throat> Is that the only sheep you have that one? Yeah, we got two and one of a, the first one of the, the other one got worms really bad. Like right after we had it. So we're assuming it came with them. And yes, yeah, so we just have the one. And she runs with the goats, kind of does her own thing. So when you butcher Al, is it just you, you guys? You have other people come in or? No, it'll just be us. I'll probably do it Friday afternoon, let it hang for three to five days and then cut it up. I'm assuming it's not going to take too long to eat for both parts because she's not, I mean, I'm going to say she's probably around 90 to 100 pounds live weight would be my guess. Not huge, but not I hope not too tiny, so we'll find out. So this is your first lamb you've ever done? This will be our, yeah. We've done the pigs ourselves. We did, you know, chickens and stuff. But yeah, we've never done lambs, never done a cow. So done rabbits. So I'm kind of thinking it'll be in between a pig and a rabbit. <laughs> I mean, you've done a deer. You're, have you done any deer? Nope. I've never, I've helped oh, okay. the deer, but I've never done a deer myself. I've never, I've never taken time to go hunting enough to get a deer i'll go out and do stuff but i've never i don't yeah. i don't spend enough time in the woods to get one you know i've done times, beaver. times too valuable to go sitting in a tree stand usually the fall we're busy it's like if hunting season was right now i, I could make time for it but yep. you know november december we're still busy doing stuff so yeah we like containing our animals right and we, we're guaranteed well, I shouldn't say we're guaranteed. We're more likely to get that animal than we are if we're sitting in the woods waiting for one. And the people hunting them. probably spend just as much money on that deer as you did raising a lamb. Yeah, that's the <laughs> or truth. Or fifty right to one hundred chickens with all the money they invested there. The clothing, the guns, the all—you know what I mean? It's like the time off work. <laughs> yeah, I laugh at people who are like, "Oh, it's too expensive for organic feeder to raise your own." It's like. How much did that deer cost you a pound? Like if you think, <laughs> well, my, my hunting license is, you know, 50 bucks. 
yeah, but what about your hunting clothes and your rifle? And like you said, your time off and your, you know, you figure that all out. Fee. That's some expensive meat. Now, is, see, is deer season still going on where you guys are? Nope. It uh, it ends it's over, isn't it? January yep. 2nd, I think, is the official end. So, yeah, yeah you know, like you could okay. tell deer season was winding down because all of a sudden I'm seeing bucks down at the end of the driveway. And it's like, yeah, yeah. Deer season must be over. They're all coming out of hiding. Yep. So that's a long season because ours gets over December 15th. So you guys are not quite a month, but three weeks almost longer. But I don't have a, I don't have a um, hunting rifle. And uh, I actually bought one this year. You know, I probably shouldn't wait the last minute. But I bought one at a store. I bought it online and went to go pick it up. But I, what I did not do was I, I never updated my driver's license to my new address. So they wouldn't Ooh, give it to me. Bummer. <laughs> Even though they told me on, on the email saying, oh, if you don't have your updated address, just show f- other forms of ID. And I brought that with me, and they still wouldn't give it to me. They're like, no, nah, we can't do that. So have you switched your license yet? Uh, No. No. <laughs> Well, I think I have to go in and do it. It's it's weird because I went I went to go look online and I have to you know you could make an appointment to go in that like the DMV, but the next appointment is like two months from now. Oh wow! Yep. Yeah, it's like, it's me? ridiculous around here. I don't know if it's our just so, our county or if it's North Carolina so in I, general, but man, it's screwy. Yeah, right. So I was kind of bummed about that. I guess I shouldn't have waited last minute. <laughs> um, so that's my goal for this year is to get a uh, rifle and um, update my license before it's actually hunting season. Right. And then hopefully I can um, get a deer in my backyard. That would be cool, kind of cool to get one in my backyard. That would be nice. So when do you guys start planting your gardens and starting your seeds? It's got to be coming up soon, I would think. It's coming pretty soon. Definitely have the bug already. Starting to yeah, the rain's been the rain's been doing it. She's been doing it. The rain's starting to do it already. Yeah, she started to do it this this uh, this week. Yep. Speaking of that, I got the seeds in the mail. Thank you, Ben, Meg. (laughs) Hey, you're welcome. Up today, I actually thought about slipping some slices of prosciutto in there with the seeds, but I wasn't sure they'd make the trip. Right. <laughs> Do you have any prosciutto that be... left? Do you guys eat it all? Oh, we got we got prosciutto. We got three of them that are ready, and we're almost through the first one. But uh, I think uh, Brett, the middle boy, every single day for an entire week after we cracked into that one, every day for lunch, he's like, can I have prosciutto for lunch? It's like, no. If we let you eat it every day for lunch, they're all going to disappear within a week. Uh but yeah, like I was thinking about it. Prosciutto would it be weird? Lunch. Would it be weird if like you got prosciutto in the mail and like vacuum packed? I, I didn't know how you'd feel about that. So that was why I, I kind of didn't. No, I don't think so. It would have been frozen half the trip up here anyways, most likely. Yeah, that's a good point. That was a good point. It'd be there from, from you or from Amazon. Either one. Right. You can order it online. <laughs> I would trust it from you than I more than I would from Amazon. That's for sure. Well, I mean, this is uh, 
these hams we're eating right now are the ones we did with hand hewn. So technically it's, it's their ham. They made it. They showed us how to make them. So yeah, it's kind of weird. It's really weird. Like this is truly slow food. Will you let anybody try it at the class this coming weekend? (laughs) Uh, I mean, if, if they really (laughs) hounded me about it, like we feed everybody pretty good. Um, but if people are like, Hey, uh, Hey man, can I, can I try some of that? I, I could probably (laughs) oblige. I mean, it's, it's, we're going to be making another prosciutto. (laughs) Yeah. We're going to be making another prosciutto this class. Um, so, I mean, it, the subject is definitely going to come up, but yeah, I don't know. Is that, is that weird to go to someone else's house and ask them for their prosciutto? Is that, that not real, uh, proper etiquette? Yeah. Is that proper (laughs) etiquette? I don't know. I don't think I would ask. I'd be like, no, that's their prosciutto. (laughs) I mean, I do have one down there in the barn this time too. Yeah. Yeah. This is another two pigs. Um, same thing. It's, feeder pig and a guinea hog. Uh, I'm very glad that the, uh, the last feeder pigs finally going in the freezer because these things can really eat a lot of food. It'll be nice to just be down to just, you know, just a few, just, you know, just 16 guinea hogs that we have on the property. And when's the next time you can butcher any of those guinea hogs? So actually we, uh, we messed up. Uh, we sold the first, batch we had in spring last year. Um, and so the way it's going to stack out, we're actually not going to have any guinea hogs ready by next winter. Um, this batch that we currently have the, you know, the babies, they will only be about, you know, 14, 15 months come next, next winter. So we're in the same boat that we were in this past year. We're going to have to buy some more feeder pigs, but I think we learned our lesson. Uh, don't sell all of your pigs if they're born at the proper time. So that's all right. Live and learn. We'll just, uh, I think, what is it? 2025, we'll finally be on the right track to where, you know, the pigs are two years old by the time we butcher them. It's, it's hard planning stuff that many years ahead. It's just like, you know, if it's born this year, it is. 2024, yeah. then it's, 26 is pork for the freezer. So yeah, it's just, it's slow food again. So you wait a whole nother winter to process those or you process those ones that spring or summer? Well, I'll be 14 weeks next winter. If they're uh, 14 months old, they're only going to be maybe 50 pounds of meat for the freezer. Uh, They won't be very big unless, you know, unless I've got like one that puts on the, the mega growth and just grows super huge, but I don't see that happening with our current genetics. Um, I don't know. Something we've talked about doing this year is we want to replace our breeders. Like we're happy with our boar, but the females we have, we're seeing, we just don't have very, very good genetics. And as far as like size, Um, because I've seen, I've seen other people's Guinea hogs. Like you can get Guinea hogs that get huge huge by two years. Like even our boar, he's, he's like two years old right now. And he's probably pushing, you know, 400 pounds. He like, he dwarfs our females. And when we got him, he was three months old. So I know that genetics has a lot to do with it. 
So we'll probably cycle out our our current breeders and see if we can get some better genetics in here. Yeah, it's it's a process. Yeah, the ones you sold, they would have been the same age as our coonies now. Yeah. So we'll, I think we're going to butcher them. I think they'll be like 20, 20 months when we'll butcher them. Yeah, so they'll pretty much be full size. You'll be doing yours next winter. What's that? Uh, Almost the breeding stock right now, Jason. Um, they're um, two years. Okay, so that's about the size of what your babies will be when you go to butcher them. Then. Yeah, I guess so, yeah. And you have four of them? That yep. Kept. Yep. Four of them. They'll be ready to go this this year. 2024. Crazy to think you'll be ready to butcher them. It's already already the year. So you guys got your meat birds ordered? Are you still figuring all that out when you're doing them? Yeah, we put in our order. We have our first batch coming uh, March 11th. 60. 60 of them. March 11th. That's my... I gave myself... Uh, that's my goal is to finish, have the high tunnel finished and have the main part of my fencing finished by March 11th. <laughs> so when you got your meat birds, you don't have to be working on finishing up that stuff. Yeah, because something else, I'm going to get something else. Like meat birds come and the next thing you know, I'm getting a cow. Next thing you know, I'm getting sheep. <laughs> the turkeys. You know, oh, yeah. Know, like other things are going to happen. People are going to. Yeah, turkeys. Something's gonna happen. I'm gonna get some other animal. Um, so yeah, that's that's my goal. Anyways, we'll see. So, is there anything new you guys are gonna be planting this year with the greenhouse, Jason? I don't know. I was talking to Lorraine about that. I'm not sure if there's anything new. I de definitely want to plant some tomatoes in there. Some Carolina Reapers. <laughs> Maybe not that hot. <laughs> <laughs> That's too much, too hot. Right. Some serranos or jalapenos, at least. I'm like a banana pepper kind of guy. That's like my heat level. <laughs> I mean, geographically, like, uh, th there's a reason for the stereotypes. Like, it is what it is. Right. <laughs> That's right. That's a bell pepper. <laughs> bell peppers are good, but there's no heat there. I can go to a banana pepper. Yeah. <laughs> You know what? Like in your defense, what I've had banana peppers that are stinking hot. So, yeah. like, you got to watch out. Yeah, yeah, you do. I can go to jalapenos. That's like my max. Other than that, I don't. I can eat the stuff, but I'm like, it's too hot and spicy. You, I don't get. I don't know. You don't taste anything at that point. So it's like, what's the point? I guess that's the way I feel. Yeah. But, well, I wasn't Sometimes raised I want... on spicy food. Sometimes I want to have hot salsa where it's so hot that I'm sweating, but it's so good I can't stop eating it. <laughs> you Amen. ever feel that way? <laughs> no. <laughs> That's the good stuff right there. Sometimes. You sweating right on your eyebrows because it's so hot? It's like 20 degrees outside, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, I'm sweating. So it's like 20 below out. I should like open up a jar of salsa like that, you're saying? Yeah. That's the best time. Best time to eat salsa when it's cold out. <laughs> and do it in your barn. Right. <laughs> do it. I'll do it when we're outside like a tent or something. One thing I still have to do, though, I probably should do it before I start planting in that high tunnel, is I, I need to run um, some water lines out there because we have no way of watering once we plant. <laughs> I, I guess I could run a hose, but that's no fun. 
can you get water from your thousand gallon tank that you put up above fairly simply or it'd be a long hose, a long hose it'd, yeah. it'd be a long hose either way i have to run a hose i could it's a shorter distance if i run a hose from the house to the high tunnel so if you run water lines where are you running the water lines from the house or from the water tank I'll, I'll probably run it from the from the well yeah. by the house and then run up into a hydrant that's the first water and then and then i'll probably run a hose too i'll probably yeah. do, both. do both i want to do both i would love to get it on a drip system that's the way to go yeah, i think that's been the hardest the hardest system. thing with our greenhouse is keeping stuff watered in the heat of summer like it gets bone dry in there if you aren't in there watering this past year i just went and yeah. bought one of those soaker hoses and you know put that through the greenhouse and just that was such an improvement over having to go in there and water so yeah if you could you could set up like a water system with maybe like a sprinkler timer or something like that man that's the way to go we did, we did the drip tape that was we found that very handy I, I didn't have a timer i would just go out like every morning and turn it on for x amount of time and then shut it off but the timer would be really nice i need a trencher right you guys got like a home depot that does rentals we got a rental place by you yeah we, there's a rental place not not a home depot but do they have a trencher yeah pretty sure they do nice. yeah they got everything they even they even rent your porta potties that's who we rent our porta potties from oh they, they they do not have which i had checked before i bought it was the uh uh t-post pounder the gas powered t-post pounder they did not have one of those because I was going to rent one instead of buying one. And then I, now I'm glad I bought one because I would have I would have used it. I've used it so many times. Right, you paid for it kind of thing. Yeah. <clears throat> well, Jason, if you want to go and have these on a, on, a, there. on a rental of a trencher, I'll help you trench your place. You help me trench mine, and we can both put in water lines. Yeah, that would be good. We just have a trenching party. <laughs> Just rent it for like a week. It's probably cheaper than, you know, a couple days in the long run. Yeah, because a trencher runs slow, don't don't it? Like yeah, it's like a slow go. It's like a slow right? slow walk. It's not. Depends on how rocky it is. Yeah, it's not. I've never rented one, but. Yeah, back in the day, yeah. I did I did landscape installation when I was like right out of high school. Did that for about three years. I've trenched miles behind a trencher. It's uh, it's the way to go if you got a lot of water line to put in. How deep do you guys need to go for your area? I think our frost line's only six inches. That'll save you a lot of time. Yeah, if you could dig down, you know, eighteen inches, you're below anything that you'd have to worry about. Yep. I think the only thing is, you know, like it'll. Trench trenching in this clay is no problem. It's just the rocks. When you hit hit all the rocks, that's when it's slow going. Do you guys have rocks? Looks like a oh, lot yeah. of your stuff is usually clay, but I guess Oh yeah. Got more clay than rocks, but there's rocks. They're always where you don't want them. Yeah. Right where you need a post. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's something I need to figure out. It's like if we get a trencher, like I want to be ready, you know, like have the pipe. Well, I guess we don't need the pipe. I mean, we can at least just trench it, and then, like, we're not doing everything in one day. I guess at least know where to go. 
If there's two of you guys, though, you might be able to trench it and put the hose in or the pipe in pretty quickly. One doing one, one doing the other. Mm. Or figure out what pipe. Is it just PVC right. pipe? No, I would do the black water line. Yeah, that's what I'm going to do is the black poly, poly pipe. pipe. It's the cheapest. Yeah. Like when we did our well, that's what the well guys used. It wasn't black poly pipe, but it was a blue poly pipe. Just, the, you know, like a big roll of PEX is what they had for the well. So, oh, picks. <clears throat> yeah. But I would just do the black poly pipe. Like if we do, that's what we have for our water lines that we ran. And when we run more water lines, I'll be doing more with the poly pipe. What size would you say is best? Like one inch? I'm trying to think. I think we did inch and a half, but that we just we're just gravity. So I would think an inch would be more than enough for you guys. <clears throat> but you're gonna be on your well. Depends on how far you're going. Um, there's there's a formula for you know how much pressure you're starting with, how far of a run you're going. Um, so like for me. You know, I've got the first couple hundred feet is going to be one inch, and then it's going to step down to three-quarter inch at the very farthest reaches. Um, I don't think a single run is going to be over 600 feet or something like that. So there's a there's a formula for figuring all that out. You can you can Google it. Now, are you going all the way to where your pigs are out in the woods, Ben? Is that where you guys want to go? Probably not. I'm just going to get water to the barn, and then from there, I'm cool with running a hose. Okay. Um, I don't, I really don't want to run a water line, uh, under where the Creek flows, because if we have a really bad year and we have some erosion, I don't want to be washing pressurized water line out. Um, that sounds kind of right. nerve wracking, but yeah, I'm going to, once I have water to the barn, yeah. 200, 300 feet of hose will reach to the property line from the barn. So it's, it's pretty close. It's not that bad. It's better than the, you know, 600 feet of hoses that I currently have out to the woods. How often do you get to replace them? Have you found like a good hose that'll last more than a year sitting outside? Heck no. You know, I, uh, <laughs> I've, I've had pretty good luck, believe it or not, with the Harbor Freight hoses, as long as you don't run them over when it's freezing cold outside. Um, the Harbor Freight hoses... I've got two of them that I bought the year we moved here and they're still going strong, but wow. they pretty much just stay stretched out in a spot where we, you know, I don't run them over with the tractor. I don't run them over with the car, nothing. They're just out in the grass and yeah, they're still going strong. All of the expensive hoses from Lowe's. I've tried every hose Lowe's sells and all of them, like the expensive Stanley ones, they just randomly blow holes uh, if they, you know, if you're using them, yep. um, I've used the quote unquote contractor grade, those red ones. Yeah. Those, those always break right at the end. Um, I mean, it doesn't matter. I've had pretty good luck with those little G flex hoses. Those ones have been pretty good, but you know, once again, don't, don't yank on them too hard. We got in Camco or something like that. The blue ones that are water safe, those blow out over like a year. And then the other ones I tried were Goodyear, I think. They were blue with a yellow line. Water's drinking safe one. And they just, like, those this year, like this fall, there's all of a sudden would just start squirting. Like the middle of the hose, just yeah. start squirting. I'm like, oh, I guess I gotta go find another hose. <laughs> Jason's got these really cool ones that are, like, polypropylene or something like that. They're, like, super light. Uh, and they're all drinking safe. 
What are what are those hoses called, Jason? Those are awesome hoses. Those green ones? Yeah. I don't remember what they're called. I got them on Amazon. I those ones actually those are my last my longest lasting ones. I've had those for a number of years. I want to say probably like three or four years. Some of those. Now you got me wondering because I've never seen those before. Uh, Jason's doing a, a right search now. right now. Water right. Water That's right. Water R I G H T. They're olive green color. Oh, okay. Yeah, they got brass fittings on them on the ends. Yeah, those ones actually. Those ones last me a while. They're still going. I think it's the Camco ones. Like when I search that, the Camco ones come up. They have like nice stainless steel fittings. They look like really nice hoses, but they like delaminate or something. There's like two or three different layers in them, <clears throat> and they always blow out. Yeah, last year I ran one over with my lawnmower, and it got tangled <laughs> all up. <clears throat> oh. But then you just cut that, and it works. It still works. Right. <laughs> still going. <laughs> I think my only gripe with all these different hoses is the trend I'm seeing is there are no more user serviceable parts. Like those G-Flex hoses, if you break them, you can't cut the end off and just put a new end on. Like once they're broken, all you can do is take them back to the store. Almost like, uh, who does it? Doesn't Salatin do um, for his chickens? I think he uses air hose. Uh, air hose. Oh, really? Um, for an air compressor. Yep. And he cuts the end off, and he puts a a hose, actual hose, uh, water hose, end end on them. They're probably more durable, for sure. Like I think he does up. that with his uh, chicken, the big old chicken tractors that he has, because he has everything on a on a. It's on a roll. Where you just pull it out. The hose. Yeah, they must have water lines everywhere. His farm with all the animals and the chicken tractors and oh, i can't imagine yeah he uh most that of his farm is all gravity fed i found a thing i ordered one i have it but i haven't used it yet i saw it on greg judy's one of greg judy's videos it's not it's not from him some other rancher makes them and it's an automatic float filler for a stock tank but you got to leave your water running and in the wintertime, it'll work up to negative, I think, 20 degrees Fahrenheit. And it just circulates the water from gravity. And it keeps the stock tanks defrosted. But you got to have an overflow for it to go out. So I got to figure out. I want to figure out this, our water system so we can have it down to the barn, feeding one tank, going from another tank down to another tank, and just kind of mm. chain them out and see if we can do that. And just kind of have it all in one area it'd be nice to have gravity fed water just automatically to everything so it's definitely a head scratcher try to plan it all figure it out i think that'll be a this year project is expanding our water lines and seeing how far we can get everything to go and it'd be nice not to have to have to break ice in the winter for sure for sure all right so we're about an hour guys you guys have anything else nope. or save it for next week <laughs> all right i think that's it uh appreciate everyone listening and watching oh geez <laughs> i did get better by the way <clears throat> i'm not sick anymore um <laughs> uh, i appreciate everyone listening and watching uh this podcast and uh i hope everyone has an awesome week thank you guys and we'll see you guys next week
Thank you, everybody. Have a good one. See you guys later.